0: Will be answered. God showed me that story of Hannah who received a double portion in the midst of her crying out to God, waiting on his answer. Beck, there's a double portion of grace, favor, and anointing that's been given to you while you wait. He went a little bit and then wrapped it up with, and the answer is on its way. But it wasn't in my eyes, it wasn't God's, but not mine. After a year and a half of ...of um, professional care with Rochelle, my symptoms slowly became worse... ...which was quite unusual. We then found out why the therapy treatment hadn't worked long term... ...and I was diagnosed with ADHD, which was an amazing revelation. It also, an answer of sorts, but very unexpected. But it brought huge insight to me. I then went on medication for anxiety, which worked very well for about seven months... But then there was a major event that shook my world deeply. My dad's best friend, who is my sister-in-law's dad, was diagnosed with cancer from asbestos, mesothelioma. So I did what I knew to do. I prayed hard and long for the miraculous. I went to America twice during his sickness, where I used that time to intercede for his healing for hours every day. I truly put all my faith eggs in that basket. I also... Unfortunately and subconsciously attached my healing to his. Then after he suffered for 18 months, he went to be with Jesus. I was devastated with God. I became numb, empty and entirely shattered. For about five months after him passing away, no one likes a cry voice. Well, I don't. (laughs) For about five months after him passing away, I couldn't even acknowledge God. The thought of worship, reading my Bible, speaking to others about God, sometimes even speaking in general, going to church and especially leading worship was crippling. And that's not even to mention all the ongoing eating issues. All my symptoms heightened beyond belief. During this time, I would sit in silence during my drives to and from work, with tears streaming down my face, on the verge of vomiting all day, every day. I knew God was with me, but I had no strength left to shake it off, no perseverance, and no hope. There were more losses of people I dearly loved that year. To this day, still so many questions about them. But I don't need to know the answers. I just need to choose to trust Jesus. Then on the 1st of January, 2017, God gave me a verse, Isaiah 43, verse 18. It says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Don't you see it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And that he did. That year, God sent me a precious gift in the form of a dear friend, Kate Davis. Kate Davis. She encouraged me to wrestle it out with God. Ask him those questions. God's not scared of your heart, which he already knows. Seek the answers you're after through the word, then wrestle the answers with him. Don't shut down because your circumstances haven't changed. Find out what he sees and what he wants you to see. So I did that. I wrestled with God. I asked him all those hard questions. My theology was deeply challenged. And during it all, my suffering and nervous system activity was still out of control. I was out of control. Then, November last year, another friend of mine, Joel Colley, gave me a passage. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 10. He said to me, maybe it's a thorn. Initially, everything in me couldn't accept that God would give me a thorn. I thought he came to give me abundant life. This doesn't seem abundant to me. After reading 2 Corinthians 12, the message version, that night in November, Holy Spirit gently breathed hope back into my heart. This is what it says, and it changed everything for me. Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so that I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down, but what he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger walking around all high and mighty. He's so sarcastic. I love it. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift. I begged God to remove it. Three times I did that. And he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and I began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. I started to declare that in my weakness, he is strong. I realised the gift through the handicap was depending on him. I also found that John 10 is in fact true. (laughs) He did come to give us life and life in abundance. But he's actually talking about life with Jesus. Circumstances aside, suffering aside, hopes deferred aside, I have Jesus. What more do I need? He showed me that he is good, even in suffering. He showed me that he was in control, even though I couldn't see his plan. So 2 Corinthians 12 became my weapon. I put it everywhere, the toilet door, mirrors, screensavers, my dashboard, covering my speedo. (laughs) Seriously. I recited it hourly when I felt the nervous system issues kick in Two Corinthians 12. Sometimes it would pass after declaring it, sometimes it wouldn't. But I knew I was in the valley vomiting with my saviour. During this time, God showed me there were some aspects of my theology and understanding of him that were not accurate. He told me my faith was far too dependent on my circumstance and God had not been good because he wasn't answering my prayers the way I wanted him to. He taught me to pray the will of God. Of course, submit all things to him, but pray the will of God, not the will of human brain, time-bound, Beck's big ideas of what's best the will of God. Then January 2018, I went to Cambodia to hang out with friends pastoring a church over there. And I was anxiety-free the whole time. Two weeks, I did not pop a pill. And I went out for every single meal. Then the moment I jumped on the plane to come home, I was vomiting. I couldn't believe it. I was shot down and devastated. But after just a day or two of being so very sad, I ran back to my weapon. I quit focusing on the handicap and I began appreciating the gift. There were a few more vomiting episodes after that, but the impacts of them were becoming more and more insignificant. They no longer shook my belief in who God is. Even when I was vomiting, I was able to feel God's nearness, His love, and I was able to believe that He is good. I didn't feel the despair or abandonment anymore. Even though my symptoms hadn't changed and my prayers hadn't been answered with complete healing yet, One time, I even vomited secretly into a pot plant at a friend's house. (laughs) And God and I had a little laugh together about 30 seconds later, which is crazy bounce back for me. It was the same horrible out of control of myself vomiting, but no hopelessness, no anger, no sadness, no loss of trust in God. My whole perspective had completely changed. Then the craziest thing happened. Monday, the 29th of January this year, I made dinner. Well, that's not the crazy thing. It's coming. And I realized my thoughts after eating it. Oh, that was yum. I couldn't remember ever enjoying food before that moment. I had endured food. That week, God proved to me every day through his amazingness that something had shifted. Then Friday morning of the same week during my Jesus times, he whispered to me, you're free. That same day during prayer at work with my friend Kate, for the first time in eight years, I thanked God for the thorn. I told him, if this is what it was all for, you working my suffering for good, me resulting in a place of surrender, in trusting you, in complete dependence on you, in intimacy with you, I'll do it all again.